0: Welcome, everyone, to the Open Channel Podcast, where we share through conscious conversation the invitation of further embodiment of unity and higher states of
1: conscious awareness. I'm Shauna Green. And I'm Avelina Moline. Welcome to this co-created space for people who want to connect and remember the core essence of who they are. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so grateful to have you here with us. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, here we go. Fixed. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. So glad to be here. It's so happy to have Hello. you, Kara Windwider, with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in our conversation of whatever wants to come through. <laughs> whatever yeah. we explore. Thank you for just
0: being here in community. Everyone yeah. just glad to be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like, you know, this is <clears throat> these kind of conversations Um, you never know where they're going Mm -hmm. and yet it's like you know this is this is where the juice is it's like we're tapping into something so much bigger than our own personal stories and our own lives you know somehow we're connecting with a planetary level event and here we are just you know one little piece of it but all of it at the same time yeah so So beautiful to you know get to know you both and Connect together in this way and see where we want to go. Yeah, and we are yeah. This is a huge time of change, and we're right up in the front lines. Yes,
1: yeah. I think it's so important, like you said, just having the conversations. Like this is where the magic is because it's mm-hmm. keeping our human side into it. You know, keeping the fact that you know, keeping it simple and just keeping it real. You know, lots of times we like to talk about. All the events that are happening and, and using all this, like, you know, incredible language and, and, you know, all that, you know, high tech and energies that are coming in. But really, it's really just how we're dealing with it right here and now, like how we're being in it right here and now, how we're communicating with it and being with each other and and just uh, living it.
3: Yeah. You know?
1: Just being yeah. that. And just yeah
0: how it feels in the body too mm-hmm. just the very simple human, I love that you mentioned that, evelina the, the human aspect of things that, that that the form, the physical form is experiencing this in unexpected ways and just being with the present moment of what's in the body is really mm-hmm. simple but profound at the same time.
2: Yeah and you know being human is such a mystery. What does it really mean to be human? I don't think any of us really know. No. We think we know based on <laughs> whatever experiences we've had or expectations or stories from people. But it's like, are we human yet? I don't think so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Restoring that blueprint. It's a journey.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 Different levels of, of different awarenesses and... You know, and and I don't, I mean, to me, I don't think there's any really fine point to it. I mean, I think the human's going to continue to evolve even when we get, you know, to the point where we're, you know, restored to the original intent. But then it's like, where do we go from there? It's like, there's any, anything's possible.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, it's true. It's like, I don't think there's even an original intent. And I feel like things Mm -hmm. are an evolution. God is an evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, There's never an end to it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Yeah. but it's up to us in this moment to follow the stream and see where it wants to take us. And most of our lives, we end up, you know, we spend so much time effort to resist that flow, to you know, hold on to a tiny little limited ideas of who we are and what we think we should be doing on this earth. So, Yeah. yeah, especially in times of trouble. You know, it's like we tend to hunker down and make ourselves small, so we feel secure. Is that helping? Mm. Or you mm. know, is this bigger waiting for us to surrender to and grow into? Yeah. Mm. It's just walking the part. journey. So Avelina, why don't you tell us what it means to be human for you?
1: Hmm. That's a big question. I'm still I'm still figuring working on that. I don't know. Every day is right now feels so um different. It's like just riding that wave and the and and it it feels so um uh elated at times and then and then so so much um empowerment. Like I'm feeling almost like yes, I'm human, but there's um this fullness that's happening that, uh, I have not experienced before. Um, and just really, uh, creating, like, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, as a human, just really creating anything, everything I want, every relationship, every, you know, my relationship with food, it's just, it's so dynamic lately. I, it's just, it's just fascinating to me. I'm finding it so, um, Mm -hmm joyful and incredible and challenging, like all of it at the same time. It's, it's such, um, I'm so grateful. Like it's such a privilege to be here in this human suit. (laughs) I mean, to me, it feels like it's the most unique experience, probably at least at the moment in the universe, you know, to be here right now and, and experiencing the challenges and the shifts and changes that we're all experiencing, uh, it's, um, it feels very like revolutionary like for the whole species right now like yeah. this is it this is like the um like every all eyes are on us in <laughs> the whole universe and it's just it's um uh, yeah. it it's such a um it's amazing experience to 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 be able to feel the third density in this way and to have um um you know, to really bring ourselves into a whole different experience rather than being in the higher realms and to come in here and, and join the two together in the mm. body. It's just um, I'm just finding it fascinating.
2: <laughs> well, as you're speaking, the image that comes to me is like, you know, we're looking at ourselves under the microscope from this other place mm. that we also exist and saying, oh, Mike, look look at this person over there and look what they're doing and looking at all the crazy Stuff we're going through as, as a human culture, and and having a great laugh at our own expense, and realizing that, you know, all the tragedies and fears and traumas that we think are real, are just part of the movie, and um, and somehow we created it. We wrote the script, and we are learning from it, and we'll solve it, and that's part of why we're here, and. And from that space, to me, it's like, wow, being human is just such an adventure. Not because there's a goal, um, but simply because there isn't. Because you don't have to put anything inside the box. And there's um, infinite possibilities. And we take them one at a time, knowing that there's no wrong answers, knowing that there's no false um, steps we can take. So that makes it much freer. It's like, okay, if I know that there's nothing I can do wrong, the idea of right and wrong is part of, you know, what we've taken to be human. But if we look at ourselves from behind the microscope, there's no wrong. It's just all an adventure. That's so freeing.
3: Yeah.
1: What about you, Shauna?
0: Hmm. I'm just, I'm so struck by the pace of everything and the, the way the flow feels. I'm just really um, fascinated by how the shifting changes the feel of everything in the moments that continue. and just keep noticing how, even though I'm, you know, Kiara, you mentioned all of the different experiences and we're getting to sort of watch and and be part of the movie. And so I'm kind of watching these things unfold and, and yet the feeling of change is different depending on the situation, the day, um, I, I think I'm I'm just so fascinated by that. I mean, what you've both said are you know so such uh, true expressions. You know, we're just we're just seeing what's possible, and mm. with our intentions, we're we're creating a new space that hasn't been developed or discovered, and because it's never been. And yet at the same time, there, there is a current underneath it that feels universally, um, I guess, constant, even though it's changing. That, that sounds like it doesn't make any sense. But the way the change feels has a higher level of consistency to it in, in my felt experience. And so I feel like I'm part of this bigger unfolding. Even though the change keeps shifting, does that make any sense at all? I don't know. Yeah.
2: What, what I hear from that is that there's a there's a plan, a divine plan of some sort, and when we're when we get close to that, to experiencing that, to living that, there's a vibrational feel to it, and that's, that's what remains constant. So in the midst of all the changes and chaos, um, all the uh, appearances, that's what remains constant, the knowing that there's a divine plan, that everything is unfolding. Even though there's no one direction we can go, there's a feeling of being close to fulfilling that plan and when it's not happening. And what I'm feeling, and as you're saying, this word what comes to mind for me is that I'm experiencing so much peace these days, you know, Mm. no matter what's going on, there's so much crazy shit happening out there. And (laughs) at the same time, I feel so much, you know, light and peace and and actually a joy even. Yeah. Like I don't take things so personally as a human family because I know that um, there's something bigger than all of this and even bigger than what our minds can tell us because all we know how to uh, understand something is through the avenue of the right and wrong uh, that our mind creates. And the media is always telling us, this is right, this is wrong, we are right, they are wrong, and all the infinite permutations of that. And yet there's no right and wrong. So once you really know that, nothing can shake you up, nothing can Throw you off balance. And that's, I think a lot of people are realizing that. It's like underneath all of the craziness, whether it has to do with, you know, the C word, whether it has to do with the P and K word, you know, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> all the curse words. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and all the political, you know, stuff. So, I mean, right now, what's happening, for instance, you know, there's so many different interpretations of what's going on in Ukraine. And depending on what side you're taking, depending on your perspective, it's, um, it's wonderful what's happening, the deep state is finally being thrown down, or there's a crazy madman out there and he's a megalomaniac out to control and take over the world. And, okay, what is the truth? And then we get so identified with one version of the truth and then everybody else becomes wrong. And then we get so identified with asserting our rightness, then we get caught up in the in the whole duality once again. So yes, yeah, I can see the big picture. I can hold the possibility of something bigger than we know. Um, I can see that there's something going on that's beyond what people think or what appearances may look like. And I still don't have to be identified with my version of truth. Um, I still trust that there's something bigger than all of us, each of us, white hats or black hats. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: (laughs) That's in control.
1: Yeah, I love that you you're, you're, you're talking about this right and wrong, because, you know, bringing that down on the micro level, like for on the personal journey, for me, like that whole aspect of being right and wrong was a huge piece on my, my journey that I had to overcome because, you know, my parents had completely ingrained, you know, this is right, this is wrong. Like they mastered that. Right. So that it's that whole judgment. And that when I, when I let go of that piece of judging myself, um, wow. I mean, it's just, it it was such a shift for me. And, uh, you know, we take ourselves so seriously. It's like, yeah. I mean, it, it, we mm. just, we really like the whole right and wrong. It's like, if we just let go and, and enjoy ourselves, um, that, that piece just naturally falls away. Like you don't even have to have to do anything. It's just like the other side of the coin. It just, um, you just let it go. Um, mm. Yeah. Well,
0: it's really just energy. I mean, really yeah. all of it is energy flowing through whatever the dynamics are. They have different... Um, names uh, depending on what happens to be in mainstream news or not but it's really just energy and the Mm. flow of what's moving through whether it's uh, a tug to see if people will fall into fear again or not you know it's it's kind of the continuation Mm. of themes of trust falls with the universe and so you know I find it so fascinating that um, as we continue to see different forms of this, that, um, it affects people differently, different f- names for that energy flow, different names for the type of tug back into fear, um, draw people in, in such different ways.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, COVID's not working anymore. Oh, war. Great.
2: <laughs> right, Great. Right. Yeah. Well, let's get more specific. Exactly. About that. Okay. So we have this whole COVID narrative and that's, you know that's falling apart. Now we have this war narrative. What's really going on there? So what? Yeah. What? What do you guys think is going on?
1: I, I think it's just another avenue. It's just it's, it's all, you know, being created and manifesting. You know, we're going to bring up more shadow and more shadow, and until it's all revealed in whatever form it takes, um, you know, it really ultimately doesn't matter. Um, because we as humans, you know, we have to have our back up against the wall in order to change, in order to see. So um, it's just another face to the same thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think uh, there are more invitations and opportunities Mm -hmm. for people to um, discover faith they didn't realize was possible for them.
2: Mm even if they have to go through all kinds of turmoil Mm. inside themselves and their families and their national economic political systems even though people have to feel like they're at the brink on the brink of nuclear war or whatever the story might be mosquito
0: Are they are they uh pretty active at night there our Kiara?
1: that was awesome.
0: <laughs> it was a yeah. punctuation mark.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So how about you Kiara? What do you think about about uh, the energies and the names and the what's unfolding that way? Do you see patterns that you notice?
2: Oh, obviously. Um, well, I'm I'm a little bit um, privileged in that way because ever since my college days, and you know, I had majored in peace studies, and so I was seeing how um, the system works. You know, so back in my days in college, we were looking at the the Vietnam War, we were looking at the Cuban uh, Missile Press crisis, and then looking at all the wars that followed, the Korean War, the, the two Iraqi wars and Afghanistan and Libya and Palestine. And what I'm noticing is that they're not different wars. Um, It's the same old, same old, repeated over and over again because people haven't realized what's going on. So they see it as something new just because they are short sighted because they can only see so far ahead. But once you start seeing the big picture, um it's the same narrative just repeated over and over um, and the bad guys and the good guys are not who you think they are in fact sometimes they seem yeah. they may be exactly the opposite of what what you do and once we realize that you know it's whether it has to do with 9 whether it has to do with any excuse for war um you know Whether it has to do with elections and who wins and who loses and why, you know, it's like I'm being very vague deliberately because this is on YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) So what what knocks us off and what doesn't? But I think people listening who know what we're talking about will probably say yes. You know, I can see that. Um, And right now it's like okay, so there's one chap going into another country, uh, seeming to be a bad guy seeming to want to um, megalomaniacally take over a country. but what's going on behind that? Um, mm-hmm. right. you know what's the history? and what what what's the war media doing to create a certain narrative, trying to make people believe something um, and why are people not able to see past that? I think that's that for me is the biggest question. Why are people allowing themselves to fall into the same old narrative over and over again, giving up their sovereignty, giving up their discernment, just because someone tells them what's right and wrong and what's real and false. Um, so that to me is the big question. And what I see with all this is that people are waking up. People are realizing That's it's like one time too much, too far and people are saying, okay, this is the same old playbook, but something is going on behind the scenes. What is it? Why are we being told the same story um, that we were told during the weapons of mass distraction in the Iraqi war? Why is the same false flag being played out now as was happening with 9-11 or with the Gulf of Tonkin or whatever the, you know, the the assassination of Duke Ferdinand, same old stuff. But because we have lost track of history, uh, because we see only what's in front of us and only what we are told, because we don't have to take the time to really study, understand, discern, it's easy for us to fall into the playbook. And that, to me, is like what we're now waking up to, more and more people everywhere. And that's the good news, you know. No matter how it unfolds, I, I feel like it's been really going to really go in a direction where we finally wake up, where we finally, you know, dethrone the elite that's been um, that's been holding on for all these hundreds of years, thousands of years. They're finally being dethroned. Some people call it the deep state. Some people call it the uh, well. I won't say what because we will be the platform. Yeah.
1: yeah it's definitely like spiraling like culminating to a point you know that pressure it's like that pressure cooker of people just being you know it's like okay another story here another story here and it's like the intensity is we're finally getting to that point where it's going to shift to the other side where everyone's everyone's going to be awake i mean you get your back pushed up against the wall this many times. It's like like this mm-hmm. is it. This is it. And I feel like, you know, in the not so distant future, you know, so many everyone's gonna be awake. And it's just it's just gonna be a whole different uh whole different scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's an exponential quality to this. Astrologically, we are going through the same um events that we were going through during the first world war yeah and then and us has
1: its pluto return also which is yeah
2: well say more about that What's what's that mean for you
1: well i don't know i'm not an i don't know a whole lot about astrology but i know that um it's the return of an opportunity for rebirth you know because the u.s Mm -hmm. was born on that day so when that when pluto comes around it's the time to reevaluate uh what was the original uh intention of uh, the birth you know what what and to revisit uh you know what 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 was um desired and to relook at that again and see where you know what are we actually doing where have we gotten all, off track here and and what's mm-hmm. happening versus what mm-hmm. we really want so it's just that opportunity to really see uh see ourselves as a country you know mm-hmm. and and in the us is kind of you know you know kind of all eyes on us because you know we're kind of that um in the in the forefront of everything so it's bigger than just the us it kind of ripples out to everything so just supporting in alignment with everything that's happening the opportunity to 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 resurrect ourselves you know
2: okay what's the other side of it what if we don't resurrect ourselves Mm. (laughs) yeah i tend not to think
1: about that one (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's, brutal, it's death and rebirth. Yeah, can't ignore one or the other.
1: Yeah, I think if it if it did, it would still ha- give us an opportunity to rebirth in a different way. Mm. It would just may look completely different. It may look like something that we weren't expecting, and that's okay. Mm. You, know, I, mm. you know, if if say for example the U.S. completely dissolved or America, whichever you know corporation or <laughs> you want to call it. Um, it would just we we would define ourselves differently, we'd find a way and and make it make it our own. It would still be a rebirth either way, I think, and I think depending mm-hmm. on on what we as a uh, collective want to uh to do with that how how we want to intend to to build our future and where we are and I think with everyone waking up, I think either way we can't lose. I think either way it's gonna be amazing. that sad, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm so curious about what you're both experiencing with the, the, um, middle world, um, patterns that you see shifting around you, um, in your part of the world in your, um, little nook. Um, what are you noticing shifting and, and have there been moments that have surprised you with, um, either evidence of new discovery for people that you had experienced in certain patterns or something. I'm just curious what it's like for you.
2: What do you mean by middle world? You're talking about? Well, Brown, the third dimension? I mean,
0: uh, like either um, with just as you walk through your daily life, whether it's moving from one area of the country to another, say you're traveling or in interactions with family or in a workplace situation, what are you experiencing that is um, surprising with shift? Are you, what are you noticing in people?
2: Hmm. Well, good question. What I'm noticing is that there's two different realities kind of sliding on top of each other um, and maybe more. But um, one reality is what seems to be going on, what people believe, what you know, what rules people follow, the the mandates, the masking, the lockdowns, the curfews, uh, you know, the the way that people perceive this innocent little virus, which isn't.
1: <laughs>
2: and then the other reality. I love that
1: it's innocent. <laughs> so beautiful.
2: I'm sorry, I have to laugh. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, what makes a virus so deadly is not the virus itself, but our ideas about the virus, mm. right? And if exactly. you constantly feel, oh, this is, this is um, deadly, this is killing people, this is the ultimate uh, end of the world. And, you know, you're responsible for it because you're not masking yourself with social distancing, guilt, shame, blame you know, then that's totally un- disempowering um, and we en- end up feeling like um, we're little drones in this um, society where we have a few queen bees who are telling everybody else what to do. Um, and that's, you know, we've, we've given up our sovereignty, we've ended up believing that. So that's one reality. And I see that everywhere. It's like, you know, people follow rules because that's the only thing they know how to do. Because if they don't, they're going to be punished. And the other side of it is like I'm just floating, not floating, but I'm kind of observing all of that. Um, And I feel like I'm in a different reality completely. You know, it's like I never wander around with a mask on, nobody bothers me. even on the airplane, it's like, okay, you know, there's a smile at the flight attendant and okay, fine. And other people are feeling the same way more and more. Um, I see through this uh, narrative on the action in Ukraine, I don't call it an invasion because it isn't. I don't call it a war because it isn't, but everybody else is. <clears throat> and what I'm seeing is that, yeah, if I look deep enough, if I look behind, and through the narrative, the observable patterns, it's the cleansing of deep state installations of bioweapons factories of money laundering um, games that the politicians in every single country have been have been doing, and in that part of the world. Is perhaps one of the most corrupt anywhere. In terms, not the people. I'm not talking about people at all. I'm talking about the rulers and what they've been, uh, the 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 schemes and the um, games that have been played to mask people's awareness, and that's finally coming to light. And so I really celebrate that. Wow, finally it's time. And it takes guts for someone to stand up to this. In the in the face of so much um, opposition, so much um, finger pointing, so much demonization and finally saying, well, yeah. I'm doing this not for my own sake, not for even for my country, but for people everywhere. And, and that's what I see. And you know so from that perspective, it's like I can look at what's happening underneath. And it's like this this uh, divine awakening is um, starting to show up more and more and more. And people are responding to that. People who have been blind, people who have been masked, literally, mm. uh, are finally saying, OK, time to take off that mask, time to see with uh, true vision. Um, because it's you know like you were saying, Evelina, when you've pushed, when you've been pushed long enough against the wall, and you have nothing left to lose, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, yeah. They actually uh, finally took away the mask mandate in California recently. <clears throat> Not Yay. that I ever really wore one. I very rarely, I, actually, this entire time, have I put on a mask, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see that, um, you know, people are removing it. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's interesting, isn't it? It's like the news isn't focusing. They've got something else to focus on now. So this whole story is falling apart by yeah. itself.
1: It's almost laughable. It's like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> wait, where would that story go? <laughs> it just shows you the the amount of uh, manipulation that can take place in the media
2: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, media has been synonymous with manipulation with propaganda. Yeah,
1: yeah I love the Amish interview that I have brought this up before that there some there, the Amish will be interviewed, this community. And they're like, well, you know, why don't how come you guys haven't got, got COVID? You know, no one in your community they're like, well, we don't have TVs. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that's like my favorite. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's so true
0: so all kinds of stories all kinds of stories and um it's like we're, we're the biggest reality tv uh network in the mm-hmm. in the entire cosmos <laughs> I wonder sometimes, you know, in other parts of the universe and parts of the multiverse and parts of the cosmos, if there are other programs that that are going on that we're just not aware of because there's there's um I have to think there must be that we're going to later realize, oh my goodness, there's the, you know, whatever um, some other form of being show <laughs> where there's yeah. something else happening,
1: yeah, I think there's yeah. probably been a lot of you know different uh, evolutions and different you know systems star systems similar to this but i feel like this here like the the amount of transformation that's happening the intensity and the quickness of it uh and and the, the dramatic shift from going from 3D to you know and beyond wherever we end up going um is probably been the most intense like one of the most intense uh in the universe which makes us yeah. such an honor to be here.
0: It <laughs> is. We're so fortunate to to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're in the movie. Like, if you imagine seeing the best movie going to the and seeing the best the best movie ever made, and you get to play a role in it, you get to be you get to be a character mm-hmm. in it.
0: Right. <laughs> How cool yeah.
1: is that? Yeah. And everyone's ever- role
0: is important. You know, you must. Your yeah. role is critical to the unfolding yeah. of the story.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah yeah it's well, like a
1: crystal I, and every pe- every person is a facet and you can't have the whole crystal unless every every piece is there
2: yeah mm, right right what are we going well, to here in the hindu tradition you know they talk about this reality as a as a play as the dance of life and it's like you know it's it's an illusion in the sense that it's not uh, real not that physicality is not real but the drama is not real and we give meaning to our personal story to a personal drama and make that real so what happens when we start um, detaching ourselves from that story and we wrote oh i wrote that play yeah. somehow I, I, yeah. I, i'm acting in this drama and then yeah. i'm also watching the drama so i'm the audience i'm the writer and the actor and all of it Yes. And then I'm the critic finally says, well, that was yeah. pretty.
1: That's the biggest piece. Yeah. I'm a critic. Yeah. The judgment.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The one that makes it wrong. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. All right. Yeah. And, and so- either way, it's a position that you have to defend.
1: Yeah. And it's it's interesting because I do that a lot when I'm in the dream state. Uh, you know, because mm. I've been I've been an avid lucid dreamer since I was a child. And often in a dream, I will jump around to every aspect, of, to every character in the dream, uh, to, to be me in the dream, to witnessing or witnessing the whole dream, but not from any per- certain perspective. Um, it's really, really fascinating. Uh, yeah, yeah, if we, we can, can, apply can apply that imagine. to every day.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually, it's a powerful way of interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. So you identify with every character in the dream, including yourself, including your enemy, including the scenery, and then saying, I'm this yeah. and this and this and this. So then you're no longer identified with one fractal of life. Um you know, you're not you're not stuck in a certain role because that's what creates the the, the drama. That's what creates the mm-hmm. turmoil and the fear you know when you feel like you're stuck in a certain role there's no options there's no way out and I'm sunk
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I'm a victim yeah yeah and that's yeah. sort of like the biggest polarity that we're all as a collective seem to be overcoming is being that victim you know like you mm-hmm. said before being told what to do we love rules you know we, you know so many people they they they, they don't want to step out and take that responsibility and we're that's what's being forced to happen you know yeah. really uh stepping out of uh being told what to do and seeing our own empowerment
3: mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: well i find that that the journey has continued to um surprise me with felt sense experiences. And I don't know if, if you're um, encountering any new felt sense experiences through these very powerful days lately. I'm just curious what's what's alive for you in the physical form.
2: Hmm. You wanna go first?
1: <laughs> um, well, actually, and, and um, Sean has heard me say this before, um, since the 22, I've had uh, strange, um, I had vertigo actually for for like a day, about right. 24 hours, and I've had just some waves of nausea, uh, you know, and sometimes the the nausea will just last like five minutes, but it's interesting because I haven't had those type of symptoms Um uh, you know, not since I first had a kundalini awakening like over 10 years ago, like, I don't know, 11 mm. 12 years ago. Uh, and when that came on, originally, you know, I, it was an intense detox period for like, I don't know, four or five weeks of um, detox, vomiting. It, but I hadn't experienced anything like that since. But, I mean, this wasn't nearly as intense, but it was just mild, I noticed, mild uh, waves of that, which was I found very interesting. But mm. I did feel, I, I really mm. felt like the 22 was uh the date of february 22 was a massive uh influx of energies um that's going to continue you know more waves you know i think more like on the 22s of the next month you know because we have the equinox and then even after that um yeah i think the next like four months we're going to continue to see uh this new new energy coming in
2: the 22nd of february was exactly when the first uh, passage of the Pluto return happened. Mm, so when exactly. Pluto returned to its natal position in the US chart, that was exactly February twenty second, two thousand twenty two. So isn't that interesting? And two, yeah. you know, the two, 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 yeah. two, 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 two. Uh, what does that two mean? It's like, is it, um, is it duality, or is it emerging from yeah. duality? into oneness Mm -hmm. that's that's the choice that puts before us
1: yeah and there's so many things in that number too because if you flip it upside what I don't know what they call that and where you flip it upside down it still reads 222 or if you flip it right to Mm -hmm. left it still reads 222 like there's there's a lot of different um numerology aspects in that day as well as, 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 as along with the astrology yeah.
0: Well, yeah. and I don't know if you noticed, but if you add up the, the two of 2022, it ends up adding up to, um, let's see, two of two, two plus two, 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 two. So it's 12, which if you add it up is three, it's like, there are all these
2: mm-hmm.
0: ways of combining, like, it's not even just the pattern of twos. It's the, um, s- synergized, um, aggregation of that energy um Mm. of the twos
1: and it was Mm. on a tuesday not
0: that i'm i have no (laughs) numerology background but yeah (laughs) it was on a tuesday (laughs) so um there's just a lot of energy um alive in that um space i don't know i i felt just being absolutely pulled into um a very deep meditative state as that 222 portal was arriving and just uh, to the exclusion of all other experiences, it was just like, Nope, going inward. That's all I can do. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I need to be inward. And, um, then feeling, um, incredibly intense energies moving through the physical form, um, shifting, changing things. Um, and, and since then have had even more, um, powerful energies move through in, in meditation. It just seems that somehow this portal being open has shifted the energetic force to a different gear. I feel. Mm -hmm. How about you, Kiara?
2: Yeah. My, so you asked about my felt sense. Actually what I'm feeling is not moving towards something, but away. Um, Mm. So, you know, much of my life, I've had this really urgent sense of mission. It's like, almost like, you know, I have to go save the world. And it's like this big weight on my shoulders. You know, it's not, uh, I think a lot of us have carried that weight on ourselves. when we know that we're here to make a difference in this world and we're here to serve. But because of a sense of feeling helpless and hopeless, that weight becomes heavier and heavier. Uh, and i feel like that weight is just dropping away now which is interesting because um one aspect of that is that i don't feel like i have to do anything anymore yeah i i, I want to i want to understand um i want to be in the midst of everything that's going on but there's no um duty-bound um need for this and that's so liberating you know so that that's kind of uh and i see it as a cocooning so the caterpillar is like busy running around you know munching on leaves or doing whatever a caterpillar does and then finally it's in this cocoon um all the senses are shut down um, I don't have the same level of urgency about things. I'm more of an observer witnessing what's going on. But as the witness in the state of cocooning and emerging into the next phase of butterflying, there's something else going on, which is that uh, my identity, my sense of identity is no longer here in the, you know, in this cocoon of the four lower bodies. My identity is like something above, dropping in and infiltrating, uh, wow. purifying, deepening. And um, and it requires an ability to surrender to what's wanting to come through. Um, there was a time when that was difficult because i couldn't trust that i felt like it was up to me to make everything happen and part of what's happening with this cocooning and as that weight is dropping away it's not up to this personal self anymore it's not up to this little tiny creature that sees everything in terms of right and wrong and good and bad or you know i'm responsible or i'm a victim no it's like so much bigger than that and so what's being happening what's happening almost spontaneously is a surrender to what I would call the Great Mother. Um, and Gaia, Mother Earth, is an aspect of that. And so I'm feeling like, okay, I'm just surrendering to her as a living presence, not just a, a piece of rock floating in space, uh, no. but a living presence, a powerful, vital, evolved, Um, entity that's here to support this great evolution, this, you know, this amazing uh, universal uh, drama that's taking place right now. And that's in, in some ways, it's very freeing. In some ways, it's like, what do I have to do now? So it almost feels like a loss because I'm not feeling the same um agency about things anymore. Um, I'm seeing from this perspective, from this uh, vision rather than being in the middle of it. And at the same time it allows me when the time is right. and I notice like um, there are times when that force comes through and things get said and done in ways I didn't expect in ways that are powerful and effective and efficient, which couldn't happen just from this personal self. Other times I feel like, oh, there's nothing to do. I might as well just relax. And for the first time in in many, many years, I'm able to relax. I'm able to walk mm-hmm. by the seaside and just enjoy the beach and not have to think about you know, what I need to do and what I have to say and how I need to pull all these pieces together and you know do my next youtube video or whatever it's like yeah i can just be by the sea and enjoy the, sh- yeah. the shells pick up a few you know beautiful shells along the beach and wait mm. in the water and watch the sunset and feel the breeze wow i mean that's that's I <laughs>
3: this is the experience
0: of being human. It's, you know, I mean, this is the joy of getting to be in this physicality. Um, And it, I, I, it brings me such joy to hear you um, able to surrender to the, the present joys that surround you without um, feeling like you are, are being called into something else. Just being able to really um, connect to the, 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 the physical journey in all of those forms.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you know what the paradox is that um, if it came to a point where um, it was time to drop my body now, I'd be totally okay with it. Even though I've never been more um, content and purposeful about being here on this earth. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's like the the pressure's off.
2: Yeah. Uh, well. yeah,
1: And it's, it, yes. I was really relating yes. to your sharing care about, um, that surrendering to that, that higher energy and, and the way it, you know, for me, it feels like, you know, it's that more embodiment of the oversoul coming in. And that's, that's what I've been mm-hmm. feeling, just surrendering yes. to, um, just the, you know, not just the soul, the higher self, but really allowing that monad to come, to come into the body. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, what's happening for, a lot of us. Um, and I, I do feel just as you were saying that it's di- almost like directly related to letting that pressure off. Cause like, like you were saying, we all came mm-hmm. in as, you know, light workers or star seeds or whatever you want to call it, um, with that, like that mission, you know, like, and it's such a strong pull and we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I'm seeing a lot when I'm working with people, you know, it's, it's just, you know, let, let it go. It's like when you, when you, you take the pressure off of needing to, to change everything and that you have to be of service and that you have to go out and do all these things. And what, you know, what's my purpose? How am I, how am I going to serve? You know, and when you really relax into it, that's when you actually let the bandwidth of more energy to come in because otherwise you're contracting. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing so much of exactly what you were saying and feeling that myself of just, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, you know, I don't have to have a, uh, a purpose of to go out and do I don't have to go out and do anything anymore it's like that right. that's sort of fallen away and in, in, in the doing that you start enjoying more of what what is taking place yeah, and and yeah. then you're actually you end up serving even more it's so beautiful how
3: it how it, it, how it happens
1: it and yeah I love it like you
2: don't need
3: well, to... I mean
1: we're what's yeah, that well. Kiara? go
0: ahead sorry there might I think there was a delay go ahead Kiara.
2: Oh, uh, what I was going to say is that I don't feel the need to wake people up mm-hmm. like I used to, because I'm trusting that people will wake up and are waking up naturally and spontaneously yeah. of own choice and that this is a collective journey now. So it's actually from a place of deeper trust mm-hmm. uh, where I can let people wake up in their own way without forcing something on down someone's throat or feeling like, they're making mistakes or, or even, you know, concerning the deep state. I almost feel sorry for them
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: because, you know, they have grown up with an idea of uh, what it means to be an elite, to have that sense of responsibility for the world, even though, you know, there's a lot of things I uh, have deep antipathy for. I mean, I, I, as a uh, psychotherapist, I worked with people who are survivors of satanic abuse, and you know the stories they have to go through. And what happens in these in these cults is is bizarre, and yet I feel sorry for them because you know what um, it's like when you, when we can really um, experience someone not from a place of my own judgments towards them but from a place where I can see them as they are. We're all innocent, we're all beautiful, we're all pieces of God. We're all playing a role in this great drama. There's actors who are villains, there's actors who are heroes and and heroines. And it's still the same drama. It wouldn't be the same drama without both roles being played. And then at the end of the play, you know, we just have a party together. So it's like, yeah, so if we can step outside of this drama right now uh, and have that space of compassion for everyone who's playing a part in this, mm-hmm. that takes us out from duality, that takes us out from victimhood, and it takes us out from fear.
1: Yeah, I love what you yeah. said about trust, because what, the way I see trust, it's like when you trust, there you can't have fear. It's like the antidote of... Mm-hmm. And you could say like trust is also courage because you don't really have to, when you trust, there's that the other can't exist because you're just in that space of, of uh, surrender really to knowing, you know, that all is all is well.
0: And the trust is faith. Mm -hmm. It's faith that, that all is as it should be that Mm -hmm. um there the the trust is in the higher plan the trust that you so beautifully mentioned avelina is the is the um knowing internally that all is held and Mm -hmm. i love how we've been discussing this this shift out of a need to do and into a place of uh surrender to the flow of what's moving through us. I mean, that is what you're saying. Avelina is the connection with the monad and the, the uh, becoming the higher self. um, Mm. So that there's no separation anymore, that there is simply what's moving through us in the physicality as the divine plan and how blessed we are to get to experience how that feels. I mean, in 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 just a sense of spirit that's disconnected from the physicality and here we are getting to experience this within a physical form what a miracle and how grateful we are to be part of it
1: yeah it feels amazing i don't know about you guys but i'm Mm -hmm. feeling amazing (laughs) yeah
2: yeah yeah. that 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 reminds me of um a story that i heard about this um uh, emperor who had a contest. Uh, He invited all the artists in his um, empire to paint a picture of peace. Mm. And so, you know, there are all these beautiful paintings and nice images and colors and, you know, just peaceful, peaceful um, scenes. And then there was this one painting which, you know, there's all kinds of chaos going on, wars and crazy stuff. And then in one corner of this, um, there's a high up on a tree, there's this nest, and this mother bird is, you know, plucking a worm from wherever and feeding its babies, chicks. And it's like that's his peace. And in the midst of the chaos, mm. midst of all the craziness, you hold that space of trust. Yeah. And acceptance. Acceptance not from a resignation, but acceptance in the sense that there's a divine plan is unfolding and it's all perfect right now.
1: Yeah. So perfect. So yeah. beautiful. <clears throat> Yeah, and I love how you brought in the acceptance piece because those, you know, it's not a, it's not a form of weakness like some people would think. Surrender, yeah. you know, when they when they don't understand the full fullness of surrender, it, it's not from that place of of um, victimhood. You know, it's a place of of empowerment. Mm. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: It's a courageous well, it's a good opening.
3: Good.
2: Go ahead.
0: Oh, just that it's a courageous opening. It's just um, a, a surrender is a courageous opening to what's moving through it, rather mm. than a, a weak passive, oh, I give up. It's not you know, like you were saying, Evelina. it's not it's not disempowering. There's a sense of very, very deep strength in surrendering. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people um, don't realize that.
2: Well, surrender in its truest meaning is active. And it's not yes. just passive, it's an active uh, alignment. Um, mm-hmm. So we have the choice as a personal self to align ourselves with something bigger than us, with the divine plan. And then we surrender to let that uh, monad enter and move through us. But it's a powerful alignment. You know, surrender is really, I, mean, I don't like how that word has been misused. Yes. Like, yeah. Know, mm-hmm. It's seen as a resignation. As, yeah. What's well, used as, in war,
1: right? Oh, we surrender. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's yeah. probably where we get that, you know, right. definition from. Yeah. A right. tainted view of it, which is, mm-hmm. you know, often happens, mm-hmm. we know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everything's so always turned around. Instead of surrender, like an alignment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So what you're surrendering is the personal self. And the alignment is to the universal self coming through and and moving through us. Um, So that that is powerful when we can allow that. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it takes strength.
2: It takes strength. It takes courage. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes psychological maturity because, you know, we have um, so many of us have had experiences in the past where we've mixed and confused those two things. And then we have felt like we had to hold on and be strong. Otherwise we get thrown um, under the bus or we get victimized or taken over. Mm-hmm. So you know, surrender has become this uh, identified with weakness, but we haven't really understood surrender. And I think that's what we're doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's it's really the dark night of the collective.
2: (laughs) And that's what Pluto does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from my understanding, the return of Pluto is like, you know, it's not just like a a quick, quick dip. It's, you know, several, several years um, process. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Well, and it's such a big um, energetic shift. I mean, it has been in the previous. Um, times that this positionality has come up. And so, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a big time of transformation on a grand scale.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Pluto I find interesting is the smallest of the planets, it's smaller than Mercury, it's smaller than anything, it's smaller than some of the moons of Jupiter or Saturn. But it's got such well, they, a- they
0: weren't even calling it a planet, right? I mean, they weren't yeah. even allowing it to be called a planet.
2: Right, right. Whoever they is. Whoever they <laughs>
3: is.
2: And yet, we love that word. <laughs> it represents a soul. You know, what seems to be so insignificant and yet is the most powerful of all things.
1: Yes. Isn't that always the case? Isn't that, it's so interesting, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful.
2: And that's what it is. I does. Love how you said that. You know, we, we have, looked at ourselves as being so insignificant and little worms crawling in the dust and yet Mm -hmm. we are powerful beyond measure as marianne williamson puts it yeah
1: Yeah. or the expression well i'm only human
2: (laughs) Mm, yeah
1: (laughs) only
3: only
1: (laughs) probably one of the most potentially powerful uh physical beings in the universe (laughs) yeah but we're only human
2: (laughs) well you know one thing i've heard is that there's, there's galactic races everywhere that yeah. um, recognize that we as a species have the most diversity in terms of our DNA of almost any yeah. mm-hmm. of the galactic races. And that makes us very special. Yeah. So this yeah. one little planet and this one little solar system and one little galaxy and this tiny little race of humans has the potential to Change the course of the universe because of who we are, because of a DNA, yeah. because of something powerful which can move through us and create through us if we allow that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so much
0: and the potential. ripple out universally is massive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's kind of you like don't what realize
0: we realize were... the ripple out.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of yeah, like go what ahead. we were saying um, about uh, the potential. You know, it's like wherever we want to go, like that DNA is going to allow us, you know, to, you know, break off in many different ways, you know, and really create whatever we want to create with our, uh, how we want to live physically. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we're going to see a lot of interesting diversity happening uh, Mm -hmm. amongst Mm -hmm. humans, which is fascinating.
2: Well, earlier, Davalina, you're talking about your relationship with food.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah,
2: no, go ahead.
3: Um,
1: Yeah, so my relationship with food has been, um, well, I would say it's diminishing quite substantially. And that um, I'm feeling, and I've known this for, you know, many, many years when I first heard about breatharianism that, uh, you know, it resonated with me. I was like, oh, okay, that's definitely a potential for me and it's really i've feeling more and more like my body is um just not wanting food you know, like it, it, it's almost repelling food you know when, yeah. whenever i eat it's just like uh like and i'm just the, the 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 loss of hunger um and i wanted to talk to you about because i know you have gone through that stage of being a breatharian. uh and when you transitioned from um you know the food is um not like the food to me seems more easy because I've I've done you know over the years many many fasts long term fasts, but it, the water aspect of you know the dry fast,
3: yeah.
1: Um, and from my understanding, like the dry fast, um, what happens is when you're because you know water has all, so much memory, right? It's crystal. It it holds mm. so much information. It it holds everything. So much memory. I mean, going back, you know, eternity. So when you dry fast that you're expelling, you know, cause you go through that, that period of dehydration, mm. that you're expelling all the water. It's like you're expelling all the old p- patterns, all the old memories and you're letting all that go. So it's a huge uh, piece of, um, you know, the clearing of the body and the allowing for more, more embodiment, more higher energies to come in. And then, you know, when you start to drink water again, you know, obviously to really program that first drink of water because that's, what's going to be replenishing it, replenishing your, your, your body. So how did you, uh, how did you trans, how did you uh, go through that process of, you know, did you go through a dry fast or did you just, uh, you know, kind of gradually deplete because I've heard it done both ways. Um,
2: Yeah. Well, I, at one point, I met this um, woman, um, Jasmine. she's Australian, and she was talking about living on light. And I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And, and then other things happened. I didn't follow that route. Um, and then things started happening more spontaneously. It's like you're like you're saying, you know, your appetite for food started to drop away. So it was happening more organically. Mm -hmm. Um, Like right now, like here I'm on this beautiful uh, beach, um, you know, there's like a dozen coconut trees in my garden here. And so I've been eating basically coconuts and drinking coconut water. And coconut Mm -hmm. water is the same constitution as our blood. So it's like the memory of, I would say the memory of Gaia, you know, emerging through this um, majestic palm, entering into the mm. the coconut itself, and then drinking that water as a living um, memory and allowing that to permeate through the cells without interfering with that in any way. So then there's no, so right now I'm not eating fruit, I'm just drinking lots and lots of coconuts and porters beautiful so it's like what you're saying about loosening up the old memories memories that have to do with fear shame memories that have to do with restriction limitation um, memories that have to do with loss of freedom and being victimized it's part of a human race you know we've been um, traumatized for generations with all these memories. So memory has taken on a negative connotation. But what is what is memory really? A soul memory is very different. A soul memory has to do with who we are, not what we have done, not what we have experienced. And so that memory is awakening now. So I think there's a transition that we're making. Each of us will make it in a different way. Sometimes it's you know directly through um, some kind of vegetarian or you know pranic nourishment. Sometimes it'll just be spontaneous. It's what happens when you when you align yourself with something bigger than yourself, when you truly and totally surrender uh, the needs of the personal self. It's not that being human is anything. You know, um, um, to be avoided or to be rejected, it's really, it's like you were saying, it's so much bigger than we have thought it is. And we are replacing the old memory with the new memories of what is, who we are in potential. Um, and then once we recognize that and allow for that, all kinds of things start to happen, you know, teleportation, levitation, and manifestation, and, um like you're talking about lucid dreaming and mm-hmm. being able to travel in your astral bodies and your soul bodies to remember and experience and participate in things that you you know that are in alignment with your purpose here so mm-hmm. that's what it means to me to be human and so when you're talking about releasing the old memories in our DNA, I think that's very much a part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm reminded
2: of that movie. I know you've seen that, Lucy.
1: Oh yes, I've seen that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Have you seen that, Shauna?
1: Lucy,
0: um, I'm I'm thinking more. You're you're not talking about like the Lucille Ball movie that yeah. you're because <laughs> that doesn't. Yeah. No, no. This is a different one. Yeah. yeah, maybe I, I, I. I'm guessing I haven't seen it.
2: <laughs> well, if you had seen it, you would. What's know. it
1: about? Yeah. You want
2: to you say something on that, Evelina?
1: Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, she sort of dissolves. I guess you could say, in 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 a nutshell, she dissolves all, um. Into the all 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 the knowing, so she she dissolves into, um. It's done in a synthetic way, like through an IA, IA way in the movie. But essentially, she dissolves into the all that is, and she's every she's everywhere. Huh. She's yeah. in all things. So
2: basically, it's like you know, the the movie starts off with um, what it means to be experiencing maybe three percent, four percent of who we are in our genetic mm-hmm. uh, capabilities. And then, yeah, you know, I won't I won't go into the story. But what happens is she starts to um, experience more and more among of her genetic capacities. So what does it look like when she's at 10% or 20 or 30 or 50 or a hundred? And then at a hundred percent dissolving into that allness um, and not losing yourself, but becoming everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow! yeah, we, you know, our fear is that I'm going to lose myself. Uh, but really, I'm not going to lose myself. I'm going to become,
3: yeah,
2: gaming, yeah, yourself.
0: Absolutely, sounds like a great movie. I'm going to have to go watch it.
2: <laughs> you know, it's a Hollywood movie, so it's violent and it's, you know, it, but the the general theme is amazing. It's so beautiful.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. it's so interesting to see how um, Hollywood has little whiffs here and there of universal truths that we think mm-hmm. or just fiction and fantasy and wow, wouldn't this be cool? And yet so many of those storylines or elements of, of what is considered fantasy are actually becoming our reality. Yeah. The more yeah. we continue to evolve. It's very yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. they like to tell us the truth sometimes in movies, you know, they, <laughs> you know, their, their, their train of thought is they have to put it out there, right? Like, oh, we you were, we were, you were told and it may not always be the way we think we're going to be told, but There's you can actually learn a lot through some of these Hollywood movies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. We talked about the media and how the media, you know, tends to bring things out that are misleading. But then there are these elements that actually have some universal truth. And so it's it's fascinating to me to, um, you know, have have you bring forward yet another example of that. Just the Mm -hmm. juxtaposition of what uh, what stories come through.
2: Yeah, that also reminds me of Powder. Do you ever see that movie?
1: Yes, that was a really good movie too, yeah. I remember that movie. I don't
0: think I ever saw it, but I remember the ads for it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he also dissolves into light. Yeah. This lightning bolt in the last scene, this lightning bolt comes down and he just, you know, just becomes everything. Mm. So, yeah, but that's, I mean, that is such a beautiful illustration of who we are and where we're going
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and there's many ways to get there you know
2: like mm. we were
1: talking about just living off prana you know mm-hmm. it's not like that's a necessity like there's many many ways of the mountain so right, um, right. yeah
2: yeah so what is the necessity what what are some of the things that you feel um are needed before we can actually let go of our Attachments to the personal self.
0: Mm, good question. Um Well, I think we touched on faith earlier. That's something I think we we need the faith in what we feel. Mm. Because as we were as you were saying earlier, Kiara, and I, I know that Avelina and I have touched on this before in, in our previous conversations, but just the act of surrender is a choice. And so it's um I think if we're releasing attachments, it's a a commitment to the choice of holding faith.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I I think, uh, you know, as a foundation, everyone really has to get in touch and um, looking at their emotional body because that to me is like the, you know, you really can't go anywhere until you uh, start processing your emotions and taking like responsibility for what what you're feeling. Uh, Because as you were saying earlier about memories, you know, the human, not the soul memory, but the human memory is based mostly based on our emotions like we remember the things that we got emotional about and we 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 tie to those you know traumas and all these things the emotional part of it is the physical because the emotional body is the closest to the physical body yeah. right it's that layer in between uh the physical and the mental so uh really taking responsibility for everything that you're feeling rather than projecting uh, that to me is essential like the, the emotional body uh allowing all that density in the emotional body and patternings and recognizing that in yourself is the, the, is, um, you know, a necessity, I would think mm. for me, what I see. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. I think if you're on the path of spiritual maturity, psychological maturity, or emotional maturity has to be a prerequisite.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because otherwise, you know, we're living out of glamour, we're living out of denial, we're living out of separation, we're living out of, you know, splitting ourselves off into different aspects and then judging some aspects and getting addicted to other aspects. Um, we treat ourselves like we treat everybody else, that, you know, um, that we're split, we're, we're um, flawed, and, and therefore, we attack each mm-hmm. other and aspects of ourselves. I mean, that's, isn't that what cancer is about? Yeah, and
1: anger too. You become a cancer
2: yeah. on the face of this earth. So to me, psychological maturity is about embracing all of that, embracing ourselves first, embracing each other, embracing is going on on this planet as one divine force um, in an organic cycle of evolution. So it's, it's not easy, because I know we, you know, we take things personally, we, you know, we are taught to um, to feel all these things which have to do with um, shaming and blaming mm-hmm. uh, and, and judging. And what does it take to get beyond that? So we can embrace without Um, judging. So embracing my emotions, embracing my fears, but not judging them. I think that's part of what embracing really means. But what we often do is, this is okay, this is not okay. It's okay to feel compassion and love, even if I'm not actually experiencing it. But it's not okay to feel anger or hate. Um. But that's all part of being human. Uh, If I can embrace that emotion as um, part of being divine, without at the same time allowing it to take over and come out as rage or come out as um, as, um, self-flagellation, or whatever. So emotional maturity um, to me feels really important as we evolve into spiritual maturity. I mean, that's yeah. two different things. And that's only the first step. Right. Then, then there's the mental.
1: That, <laughs> then you apply the that. same thing, the responsibility to the mental body. What are you thinking? And, and yeah, it's mm. a, it's a, it's a continual process uh, that ripples out to subtler and subtler, uh, aspects of yourself. Right. Yeah.
0: It's a journey of, of being able to be in relationship with all of those aspects
3: yeah, and yeah.
0: Um, hold all of them with love, even with the other emotions included, like th- that love can hold all of it.
2: Yeah. And one thing I've, I've realized is that it's almost impossible to make that journey without having a community of people around us that can uh hold us embrace us in this in this oh, not, so important not, uh, yeah I, I can do it by myself i mean i yeah. wouldn't be able to, you know, i've got so many blinders yeah uh, it's tough yeah to be a reflection um yeah it, it can tough. be a
1: very solo journey uh and that can be very lonely for, there was a time frame for years where i was you know on my own working on myself and just you know focused inward mm-hmm. And it can be, it can get really lonely. Um, mm. And like, it, it kind of gets, you, you can kind of get sad. Not not sad, like a sorry for, for yourself, but just this like, wow, you know, like I'm really doing this all on my own, you know? And it's, um, it can be, um, yeah, mm. having community is huge in the process. I mean, it makes it so much more uh, um, having that mirror back at you, uh, you know, and, and reflecting is just um, makes it such a more enjoyable process. And, um, and seeing, uh, you know, being able to feel the community and feel that where where we're actually going as a collective is, you know, it, that's what kind of keeps you going, you know, it keeps you that inspiration. Yeah.
0: Well, as we vibrate our frequency, it certainly helps sustain our frequency when we align with others who are resonating similarly. We, we feel supported and buoyed almost. It's sort of like, we don't have to carry the frequency by ourselves that, you know, others can be holding the note with us. And, um, even if others aren't resonating exactly the same, there, there is a support there that is, um, felt, you can feel it and it just, um, brings a bit of relief, a bit of, um, a bit of camaraderie maybe, just like we're, we're, mm. we're all evolving um, together even though we're not really separate, but yet sometimes there, there is the memory of separateness. And so as we continue to vibrate that way, then the it, it feels more um, connective. Some, somehow the connective piece gives strength.
2: Yeah, 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 we're
1: we're not I'm wolves. Mean, yeah. no. We're not meant to be a lone wolf. We're meant to be in packs.
2: Yeah, the time of the lone wolf is over.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah, what I'm realizing is, it does take courage to be able to um, remain vulnerable with other people. Because if I'm if I'm trying to create community with other people based on trying to present myself in a certain way, as this, right. you know evolved in and spiritual person sooner or later i'm going to hit a roadblock mm-hmm. and i'm not really able to get past that so that um vulnerability in terms of recognizing that the same story that runs through me runs through you and therefore i can have compassion for myself and for you um yeah that's, the it, yeah, relationship. that's
1: yeah and it's that surrendering like you like we were saying before of allowing yourself to be vulnerable and just to be authentic because that's that's where you're going to find yourself
3: yeah
1: and that's that's almost one of the hardest pieces to surrender to is allowing yourself to be vulnerable Yeah.
0: yeah that our authenticity is more powerful than we realize that sometimes when we try to present something that looks different to others that perhaps that is a, a way of separating our true self from what really is and so when we allow the vulnerability we allow the authenticity to pull resources magnet magnetically to us that we wouldn't have been able to access with that separation barrier yeah,
1: yeah. and it's yeah. it's just being human like we were saying before like what is it to be human mm. you know and that's it you have to allow yourself to be human <laughs>
0: Love how we're bringing the beginning to the, the full circle-ness of this conversation it's so beautiful
2: well, speaking of full circle i realize we've been going for an hour and a half
1: yeah
2: so I don't know time limits you have for your for time your... doesn't
1: exist anymore over here no time doesn't <laughs> I don't exist know you we, guys we are, are... I can't keep up with time at all. I can't even remember no. what I did yesterday. So,
0: <laughs> no, exactly. And what a what a gift that we can go on for hours and and um, never get uh, never get uh, either tired or run out of things to to talk about because there's so much richness here in this community yeah. setting.
2: Well, that's yeah. what I like about this. You know, when I when I started this, I was tired. Um, you know, I've been walking for hours and I've been like, bitten by mosquitoes and, and um, so then it's like, once we started talking and connecting and, you know, stepping into this other perspective of who we are, it's like, there's so much energy now.
1: Yeah, so um, much prana comes in. It's like that conscious, yes. conscious conversation just allows for like that pure raw energy and you can just go on it for hours. Like we could sit here and talk for hours and not get tired. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's our
0: shared resonance. We're we're buoying each other just by vibrating (laughs) together here.
2: (laughs) Imagine, you know, part of the purpose for this conversation being recorded is that so we can consciously, you know, participate in a in a greater community of people who are all speaking the same thing, who are all growing and evolving, all struggling through the same old stuff, all you know, having our issues with what's going on in the world, you know, one side or the other, all with the judgments and fears. But somehow in this shared uh, space, we can start letting go and start coming into space of trust alignment and balance.
1: Beautiful.
0: Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. Well, we so appreciate being together today. It's yeah. just been such a joy to connect with you all.
1: absolutely definitely going to
0: have to
3: do this again (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah sure
1: yeah yeah perhaps weekly
2: (laughs) i'm open i mean as long as i have time and
1: yeah
2: right now i feel like beautiful that i was doing in the past is all kind of fading i'm not traveling like i used to i'm not teaching i'm not writing i'm not doing anything really yeah but this is what gives me you know, juice. Yeah.
1: This is where the juice is right now. So we'll just keep going with that until the juice ends up flowing somewhere else. Who knows? (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you both. It was uh, such a joy, such a joy, such a joy, such
0: deep gratitude. Just, Mm -hmm. just so wonderful to be here all together.
1: Yeah.
3: Thank you
0: for being yourselves and, and, being who you are through the journey
2: hmm. no greater place than this earth to be a no greater <laughs> moment than this right now yeah greater community than what we are creating here together yeah
1: yeah yeah and it's so just the beginning love. yeah thank you thank you
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Okay, Love and so blessings. Mm. Until next.
1: Till next time.
0: Yeah.